it a wee little bit. Get away from my garage a little bit. Well, pinkies, I'm back. Today I'm driving a clean car, which will be clean for about 15 minutes probably. Because it is zero degrees here, right at the freezing level. And um, <clears throat> snow is melting, but the roads are dry. So that's one saving grace, which is why we're driving a 911 today. Now, is that thing awake? There it is. So, um, I'm off to do a little bit of chores. Um, in the old 911, now I had some problems with my tires. I've had to fill my, put air in my tires because I think I got a flat tire or a nail in a tire. So this is the second time I've had to fill up my tires on the one side, rear passenger. Um, but I just don't know if it's from lack of use or from air exiting the tire. So we'll have to, we've got to keep an eye on it. Um, yeah, so it's a gorgeous, lovely, shiny day. Things are starting to melt around here. We go from minus seven degrees Celsius, uh, which is seven degrees below freezing. And yesterday it got up to 10 degrees above freezing. So it's, uh, it gets very cold at night. Well, not very cold. It gets cold at night. And then it warms up during the day. We're having these nice sunny days, hardly any clouds. And uh, so finally the snow is melting, which leads me to a very important decision. Do I put my snowblower away? Um, or do I leave it? leave it here? Do I leave it handy? It's going to snow on Friday, which is, I think Friday is tomorrow. Uh, but I'm, I suspect, you know, it's going to be like a centimeter of snow. Um, so I don't need a snowblower for a centimeter of snow. I need a snowblower when it snows six inches. Uh, so I got to make a decision if, I, if I'm going to take my snowblower back to my storage warehouse. Um, <clears throat> now, speaking of snowblowers, I know some of you out there in the world have your own snowblower. And I have a very, uh, I have a very complicated driveway. Um part of my driveway is very very long and skinny and you have to figure out where you're going to put all this snow so I have to plan my route where I'm going to blow my snow you know it's like you know when you have a lawnmower that doesn't have a bag a catcher bag on it it just spits all the grass out the side well that's basically what a snowblower is like except you can point where you want the snow to go. But you have to think about where you're gonna land your snow all the time because, especially in my very long, skinny part of my driveway, 
Um, I can really only blow the snow into my neighbor's yard <laughs> or make a very skinny little pile beside, uh, you know, up, up the side of my driveway. So it's always a bit of a challenge to uh, figure out, breaking down, I gotta, where am I here? Fourth gear? No, let's go to third gear. Um, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm being squished between a very fast moving dump truck who's in a real hurry and an old, some guy in an old Chevy pickup truck. And of course, everybody's kicking up dust because we still got all that sand on the side of the road. The roads are dry, but the sand is a problem. So, I don't like to drive my clean car through clouds of dust. So, anyway, back to the snowblower. So, I have to I have to plan out very meticulously how I'm going to how I attack my snowed in driveway cuz uh, I don't know, I don't I don't have a good spot to pile all my snow. And the other thing that you know, you don't want to be making a pile of snow on your neighbor's driveway where he drives his truck. <laughs> so you have to, so you have to be uh, cognizant of where you're dropping your snow. Um, so that's one of the fun challenges of snow blowing is uh, figuring out where to put the snow. So. Now, you know, Mr. Anderson and I are heading off to Europe here. It's a couple of weeks away yet, maybe three weeks, um, that we'll be going to Europe. So we've been doing a lot of planning and plotting. We're going to London for nine days. And uh, then we're going to Paris, uh, Switzerland, Amsterdam, and a quick stop in Brussels, Belgium. Uh, so we're doing a lot of planning around all that. Figuring out how we're going to get around the city. And what sites we're going to go see in London. And of course we have to pack very, very lightly. Um, you know, they charge us $75 for a 50 pound bag. And plus uh, we're doing a little bit of a bus tour. So you don't want to have, you're getting on and off the bus every day or so, every couple days um, for part of our journey. Oh God, the dust is just unbelievable. So, uh, you know, I, I, I got to travel light. You know, it's hard for a gay man to travel light. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to go with one pair of shoes and hardly any underwear and oh just a fixed number of shirts I won't have any unlimited choices so it's, it's gonna be tough packing for the trip um, but anyway so that's coming up I'm not gonna tell you when because I don't want you to come over and rob me of all my cutlery um, so <laughs> So there may be a gap in the Pink Wheel Nuts podcast episodes because, <laughs> you know, they've been very consistently 
not coming out. So it'll be business as usual as I when I leave for Europe. Oh, and then the other thing is the airline keeps changing our flights all the time. You know, they just can't seem to make up their mind when we're going. And so now we have a six-hour layover coming back from uh, England. It's just so, it's just a pain in the neck. Uh, sitting around in the, in the airport for six hours. You know, I could drive in the, you know, this is from YVR to my, my so-called local airport, which is two hours away. In the five hours or six hours that they were sitting there in YVR, Vancouver, I could, uh, could have driven home. So, uh, what do you do? What do you do? So anyway, there's been a lot of logistics planning going on. There's been a lot of construction on our roads, our highways here, you know. We live, uh, we have this one, it's a single lane highway, one lane one way and one lane the other way. And it just gets beat to hell with all the, you know, the sand and the salt and the freezing and the thawing that's constantly happening and so there's a lot of potholes in our um, in our highway road our main road into town I'm 20 minutes from town so here we are once again all stopped on the highway while the highway crews fix the potholes such is life when you live in northern or middle northern British Columbia the guy in front of me has snow tires with studs in his tires. Uh, just wearing the studs down on the pavement. So I heard Big Fatty talking about taking a train from Vancouver to Calgary, I believe. Oh, we're rolling again on one of his recent shows. I took that train too once, Big Fatty. It is, was, certainly was beautiful. I think you were a kid when you did that. I'm not sure how old you were. Um, oh, I see. We're just moving up like six cars at a time. This is the thing when you're stuck behind a uh, big truck. You have, can't see anything that's going on in front of you. So here we are creeping along. So I did that train ride once, Big Fatty. It's very boring, but very pretty. Very slow. Slow going. But the trip through the Rockies was amazing. And it was quite expensive. Um, so, uh, yeah, but absolutely uh, a good trip. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. <laughs> Unless they were on an express. The thing was is that, you know, the railroad company that took, took the passengers, they have to lease the, the railroad time, the rail line time from from the rail company that owns it. Um, so we were constantly having to stop and wait for the, uh, you know, the, the freight trains to go by. Uh, so we, we spent as much time sitting, waiting on the track as we did in motion. I mean, it did take us about 24 hours to go from, for me it was from, 
band for Jasper to Vancouver, which should have been more like nine or nine or eleven hours. So uh, it did take a long time. Anyway, so uh, it's nice to hear you, Big Fatty, talking about Vancouver and and uh, traveling in British Columbia. Alright, so I guess that's it. I don't know, that's not much, is it? Um, I was going to tell you all about my dirty cars. I cleaned all my cars, and that's about, that's all there is. Life's getting back to normal. Uh, so if you have a question, you can email. Oh, you know what? I saw something fly by on my Apple device. Somebody asked some a question about Uconnect, or I thought somebody put up a question about Uconnect in Twitter or Mastodon, but then I never found it. All I saw was a little notification um, about Uconnect. Uconnect is the uh, is the system that connects your phone to your Dodge product, you know, for telephone calls and music playing and all that. I'm going to pass this very slow-moving, ugly, dust-throwing trucker Alex truck uh, get in front of him big old Peterbilt uh, an older Peterbilt too by by the way um, trucker Alex what what brand of semi truck are you driving these days I wonder what's your average weight of your load I'd like to know how big your load is trucker Alex <laughs> Maybe you can let me know. Uh, do it soon if you're going to do it on Twitter because I'm, I'm going to delete that app. All right. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Ugh. All right. I am the Faye Driver. <laughs> you can email me at podcast at thinkwheelnuts.com. Talk to you later. Time to get this, those summer tires out. I'm going to get my summer tires out soon. That's why I got to decide. Am I going to take my snowblower back to storage and bring my summer tires out? Or do I wait just a little bit longer? I don't know. Stay tuned to find out what happens to phase tires. And am I going to have to fix a nail? All right. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.